Sean, how do you make a witch scratch? You tickle her under her arms. Close. You take away the W. <laughs> then, then you what? got, a, then you got an itch. <laughs> and when you got an itch, you got to scratch it. Okay. Take away. <laughs> now listen, you haven't got up that early this morning. I was trying to take a W W out of scratch, and I'm like, there's no W in scratch. How do you make a witch scratch? I, I see. I would have done the same thing. You know, atch. Watch. No, you're right. My my head is not not here. Well, you're you've been you've been wrapped up with this exhibit, you know, and your mind's been racing and setting up different areas, and it's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's like it's like you know birthing a, an idea. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes. Welcome everybody. Welcome. Yeah. Here we are. Wacky poem live mm-hmm. episode one zero three. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge. <laughs> Now, I'm not a good counter, and I don't actually have it written down. So, but I think it's 103. I think so. We're close. You know, <laughs> uh, we we thank you for being here. Yeah. We are, as we started in the last episode, we talked about uh, the witch mother Shipton, and we are talking about witches for a few weeks. I don't know, however long mm-hmm. it goes on, because here at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we're recording, we are putting together an exhibit. On the witch, her kind, the witch in history, popular culture, and poetry. It's a and it's a going to be a cool exhibit. Oh my god, it's going to be fabulous! I've been and hot gluing my fingers to the bone. <laughs> Bill, I tell you, Bill has a display <laughs> that's in the hallway right after you come in the the front door. That is spectacular. <laughs> Sean said, "Sean oh said, my I'm give you, I'm going to give you creative freedom." And it's like <laughs> I just went, I went crazy. It's, I literally went blind thinking, you know, I, I had to it, sit down for a moment. It is fantastic, crazy. You are, you are correct. It's, uh, I gave him some Barbie dolls with the uh, witch costumes on, and he made shadow boxes, and he uh, had made covered the entire wall behind the boxes in prints. Um, by Alphonse, Alphonse Mucha, mm-hmm. who is uh, the Art Nouveau king. I love his work, mm-hmm. Four Seasons. It was perfect backdrop mm-hmm. for your shadow boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are going to be able to, to look at those and be astonished. And then they we also want them to name. Yeah, they are unnamed. Name the different dolls. The ladies yeah. and one gentleman are unnamed. Yes. And they need names. So. <laughs> and, and to write about mm-hmm. them if you want to, too. If you're so, so inspired. <laughs> yes. And we've been putting up in the back room, we put up some things about the subject of our episode today. Mm-hmm. That would be Samantha Stevens Samantha from the show Stevens. Bewitched. Who doesn't know Samantha Stevens? You <laughs> well, know. I don't know. I guess there's probably younger folk that don't. I mean, the show was a long time ago, but it is still incredibly well known in the popular culture. Do you know when the first episode aired? 1964. <clears throat> of course you would. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But what what was the day and date? Oh my gosh! September seventeenth. You, you Wikipedia'd me out. September seventh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word. I've been out Wikipedia'd. Uh, September seventeenth. Oh, the 64. day after day after my sister Roxanne's birthday. Yeah, I was one cool year and one month old. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. But I I definitely remember watching this show when I was growing up. I mean. I guess the tail end of it, because it ran from 1964 to 1972, and then... That's a long run. Yeah, and then seeing all the reruns, I'm sure, after that, when I I was older. Sometimes before school, sometimes after school. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just something that caught our attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a grand exhibit book that's going with the ex- exhibit two. If you come to the opening, which is October 21st from 2 to 4 p.m., you'll get one free. And then after that, they'll be for sale in the gift shop. But they have a variety of beautiful artworks by Alicia Little, uh, essays by Tracy Floriani and Roxanne Yates, and poetry that I wrote about 21 different witches. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mother Shipton was one. We talked about her last week. And then this week, as I said, we're going to talk about Samantha Stevens. But I just mentioned Mother Shipton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Need, we need, mm-hmm. to, we need we, to get something. You, you had something you were wanting to include that we had <laughs> yeah. omitted. Yeah. That's quite interesting. It yeah. is. So if you listen to the last episode, uh, you don't have to stop and go back. But uh, if you listen to it, I, I mentioned something about a petrifying well at uh, her tourist site at the cave the the mother shipton attraction and what it is it is a there's a there's a well there's a cave there and then the waters come down over it and they calcify uh, the minerals you know they they calcify objects mm-hmm. that are attached to the side of the cave and so the people at this uh, the tourist site they hang up things specifically to become calcified and then they sell them in the gift shop and mm-hmm. it's just really cool um, their website said that many weird and wonderful objects have been given a calcium carbonate coat in the well these include a shoe from queen mary left in 1923 an ewok toy left by actor warwick davis and a top hat and a bonnet from 1853 that they didn't take those off. Those are now just lumps. Oh, wow. (laughs) In the rock face. But they routinely put up little things uh, like little teddy bears, Mm -hmm. and whenever they are calcified, petrified, they call it petrified, but it's not really. Mm -hmm. Then they take them out, and then they sell them in the I wonder how long it takes to get, uh, um, you know, sort of that icy coating on them. It said those little teddy bears didn't take very long, and I did have it written down. I can't find it, but it was something just like three months. That's amazing. Three to five months. That is very quick. Yeah. Oh, here it is, yeah, that – the water can turn things like teddy bears, hats, and other random items into stone, in quotation marks, within three to five months because of the natural process of evaporation and the unusually high mineral content yeah. there. Yeah. I'd like to see a photo of things being hung and getting calcified. You can yeah. you can Google it and you Google can it. see the, sure. some of the photos. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to mention that before we... Moved on because as soon as we finished last time, I was like, wait. Oh, we forgot to mention, yeah, <laughs> the ice bears, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. and now for something completely different. Right. Now, now on to the Samantha and Darren. And they, they did have an episode about teddy bears, you know, when Tabitha's uh, toys come to life. Yes. One time she she turned all of her toys in her room to life. The and toy soldier went out. He was life-size, remember? <laughs> he went out drinking with Larry Tate yes. at the bar. Yes. <laughs> you know, as only they, you could do in the 60s, yeah. you know, a toy going out drinking. Yes. 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 Well, um... Oh, that was, excuse me. I, I, was, I was almost kind of, I was trying to sneeze. <laughs> I was going to surprise Bill that I had downloaded that little sound. Tingle, tingle, tingle. Yeah, sound, but uh, I, I told him right before we started. So if you have never watched an episode of uh, Bewitched, yeah, what just happened, Bill? Well, she twitched. Explain it to our listeners. She twitched her nose, and when she twitches her nose, it makes a little chime or little um, uh, xylophone sound. You know, tinkle, tinkle, tink. <laughs> yeah. 
And that is when spells are cast. That is strictly a Samantha sound. Mm -hmm. And Dora doesn't make it. No one else makes it. That is a Samantha sound. Even Tabitha has to manipulate her daughter, (laughs) manipulate her nose. And it's a much slower, I believe, tinkle sound. (laughs) But that is somehow Samantha's spell casting sound. Yeah, and you all couldn't see it because you're just listening to us. But, I was, but Bill put his uh, index finger up here on his on his nose because, and moved it back and forth because that's how Tabitha did it. Yes, and as a child, how many of us wanted to? Because Samantha was an excellent nose twitcher, twitcher yeah. without doing anything. She could <laughs> wiggle that nose just on her own. You know, So I, we all tried it. We know we did. So no, and, tink, no tinkling for us. And uh, I wanted to make that clear because the title of the poem that I wrote about Samantha in our exhibit book is... Tinkle, Tinkle, Tink. Yeah. Do you want to read it? I would like to read this. I I have not uh, read it aloud yet, but I shall. Okay. All right. Okay. Tinkle, Tinkle, Tink. Everything is something else, even when she is being serious and saying, I love you, Darren, and kissing him sweetly. Every thought is another one. I have burnt the toast and dumped out all the eggs. Is breakfast ready, darling? Tinkle, tinkle, tink. <laughs> of course you can invite Larry and Louise over for dinner, even though it's just 30 minutes away. I've been cooking all day and have plenty for us all. Tinkle, tinkle, tink. <laughs> I know Mother would never do a thing like that, like that, Darren, she says as she tilts her head toward the sky as her mouth curves half into a frown, modified just as quickly when he looks at her. Her green eyes always tease him that moment before the smile appears. Samantha acts as Elizabeth acts, and sometimes Elizabeth being Samantha being Serena or Elizabeth being Samantha being Endora being Samantha. Her marriage is an act as her life is an act, all an act deep down in the place that Endora owns with her blue eyeshadow and neon green and lilac gown is the truth about her life as a woman, the truth about all our lives. Tinkle, tinkle, tink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It gets convoluted. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I wrote the poem is kind of circling around on itself because it sort of goes with the artwork that uh, Alicia did for the book and that she has uh, Samantha in the middle, and then there's another picture of Samantha with the black hat on, and mm-hmm. then a door above her, and Serena on the other side of her in a little circle. One thing I noticed watching this series as a child was um, Samantha's a witch. Mm-hmm. Samantha's very beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and this fascinated me because mm-hmm. you know uh, the wicked, uh, the Wizard of Oz, which I adore. The witch was not especially mm-hmm. traditionally beautiful, even though she was beautiful in her own way. I feel. <laughs> You know, much more interesting than that bubble floating thing. You know, the Glinda. Sorry, not thing. Yeah, person. The Glinda. Which, you know, <laughs> that reminds me. There's a wonderful uh, line that Endora. Endora had so many great lines. Oh my goodness! Uh, this was Samantha's mother. She was played by Agnes Moorhead so wonderfully. Um, there was there was a line about uh, oh Darren had compared her to the Wicked Witch of the West, and she she just. How she always recoils, you know, mm-hmm. so she's so offended. She just goes, oh, how dare you compare me to an amateur? <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Endora that as an adult now I realize it was fascinating to me. She was so campy. Oh, yeah. She was queen yeah, yeah. of camp. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the name she called Darren, Durwood, Dumbo. 
you know, <laughs> choosing to, to to get it wrong. You know? Right, right. Never. But typically, always with a D. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Never getting his name right. Yeah. Right. There's um, when I I I've been rewatching a lot of the episodes, and I have a notebook by my side, so sometimes I take notes because I love some of the lines. And this was one I really liked so much. It's actually on a poster we have in the museum now. And it was from an episode called Nobody's Perfect. And it's when her her daughter, daughter Tabitha, after they figured out that she also was a witch, that she's trying to get her to understand how to use her powers. And she says to her, I know what a wonderful feeling it is to be part of the magical life, to have so much at your fingertips. But we're living in a world that just isn't quite used to people like us, and I'm afraid they never will be. So that was from 1966. And how that transcends so many categories of people. Yeah, yeah. We just don't quite fit into the norm of society. Right. You know, so let's just be aware of that and, Mm -hmm. you know, be cautious. Right. Yeah, universal theme. Which I kind of was playing on in the poem, too, that I wrote because, you know, I kept repeating the word act. These are acts. Everything's an act. Mm -hmm. And it was. I mean, she was putting on an act. She was, you know, pretending to be a normal, mortal, suburban housewife. Mm -hmm. She really wanted to be that, but she was never going to be that. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, she was always optimistic about it. And Dora, her mm-hmm. mother, was always telling her, this is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you wound up with a lot of episodes. It's just kind of somewhere in between, you know, in between the, the act and the real, the but real woman. The, 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 the series captured uh, perfectly, the creator of the series captured perfectly uh, Samantha's struggle because he knew the viewers were always thinking, why would you want to be mortal? We want these powers you yeah, have. Yeah. Why would you ever want to just be normal i want to be able to uh, tinkle my nose and, and travel to different distant places and mm-hmm. you know so that was a fascination yeah mm-hmm. I, and i think part of that was that we really could even as annoying as darwood darwood dumbo <laughs> yeah. darren could be you, you could tell they were really in love mm-hmm. i mean the especially the first dick the first actor mm-hmm what was the first one's name? Dick York. Because mm-hmm. um, he was replaced by Dick Sargent for the last three seasons, which I didn't, it didn't seem as much to me, Dick Sargent. They didn't seem, they didn't true, seem as right. True, true. The chemistry wasn't quite the, the same. The chemistry wasn't mm-hmm. quite the same. So I guess it was all, you know, that they really, they truly loved each other. And I also heard that mm-hmm. uh, Agnes Moorhead didn't care for, um, uh, Dick Sargent nearly as much as Dick York. Oh yeah, she, Dick York and she were big, big buddies offset. From mm-hmm. what I read, oh. mm-hmm. even though they bantered on set, big buddies offset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. One of the um, speaking of poetry, of course, I wrote the, the the poem, and then we have a a area in the exhibit that we just finished. I say we. Uh, it's my sister's. <laughs> Roxanne and Kel- it's what it's two thirty in the afternoon, I think, as we're recording yeah. now, and since about nine o'clock till they just left at like one oh, wow. one thirty, they mm-hmm. they've been in here slaving uh, away, and I've been pointing, and they've been doing what I've been pointing toward. So anyway, you, they <laughs> you've been casting the spells, and they've been doing your your whim. 
Yeah. So they, they put up a, a, a chant closet, and mm-hmm. it goes along with Wendy the Good Little Witch from mm-hmm. the little comics. And uh, all her spells were in couplets, you know, little chants. And so we talked about that on a past episode mm-hmm. yes, last time, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. how that's particularly um, witchy and poetic is to is to rhyme in couplets and that really solidifies what it is you're trying to bring into the world. Well, there was an episode I, I wrote down in my notes where Samantha becomes the queen of the witches. Mm-hmm. It was season four, episode one, and uh, she is uh, given the rights, and she says this, I, Sam, do solemnly swear in accepting the crown to hold it dear but only after midnight, I promised my husband, and he'd flip his head. I'm trying to rhyme, so do as I bid. <laughs> yeah, I had to get that Can in. you see her saying that? Get that a little mortal. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I shall do this, but but only after midnight. And she's trying to just on the on the spur of the moment come up and make it rhyme, mm-hmm. whatever she's telling them, because mm-hmm. that's uh, what makes it a true spell. Mm-hmm. Is it's it's written in rhyme, and it it, it does stick with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, what what is that? Uh, uh, double double toil and trouble. Fire burning cold and bubble. bubble. Trouble and bubble. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, rhyme yeah. rhyme couplet. Well, and mm-hmm. see, when I wrote the the poem about Macbeth's witches, I I borrowed a little bit of Shakespeare's mm-hmm. language because how could you not? Right. From right. the most famous, <clears throat> the most famous lines for, in witch poetry ever. Right. And did you know who might have been the most powerful witch on the series? Aunt Clara. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she collect doorknobs? Doorknobs. I thought it was. I, I thought wasn't it? Wasn't it? I thought it was padlocks. Doorknobs. She collected doorknobs. Uh, after after some debate, of course, uh, it, it's Endora. Oh yeah. Endora could only. Oh yeah. Could, Endora could time travel. Samantha had trouble with time travel. Endora was, and you notice, Endora never fumbled her magic. Pretty much, she was no. pretty much. I mean, you know, it was it was spot on. So, mm-hmm. Endora was, even though Samantha was full rich, witch, and her father popped in occasionally. You know, he, yeah. he, he was all dressed up quite spiffily. You know, and and had some and had some powers, from what I recall. You know, the, the men did. Yeah, there was a recent episode I was watching where they had they flew to Salem. They, you know, they had a, ep- a couple of episodes that were took place in Salem, and um, and Samantha in this episode, you need to watch this one, Bill, because the whole episode she's wearing this beautiful dress that has moons and stars on it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. But they're in the plane and they're flying because you know she refused to go the you know the witch way, her and Darren. But then a door sh- indoor shows up on the wing of the plane. So. <laughs> a la a la Twilight Zone, you know. But what I don't understand is why didn't Darren want just a snap of a finger and to be there? Couldn't she have put her hand on him and transported him? You know, in my child mind, I thought, you're missing all the fun, Darren. I know. You know? I know. Well, he was kind of a dull guy. Yeah. Um, but in that, I think it was in that same episode, Indora said, um, she's talking about Sam, and she says, I must say, I can't see where I went wrong. I brought you up as a proper witch taught you the best incantations, and here you are, married to a mortal, doing the most menial task of fallen woman. A fallen woman. Oh, my. <laughs> Scrubbing the floor. When you could snap yes. your fingers and that thing would be spotless. Yes. You know? And what's funny is she does end up just, you know. 
Oh, often, you know, it's... Yeah, when she gets... It's too mm-hmm. much. She'll go ahead and yes. use the witchcraft. Yeah. Remember when she was designing a gown and you know she had these. She it, wasn't a good it seamstress. Was, it wasn't a good seamstress. You know, it was kind of a blue mess. And then this designer was having his show and, and Dora kind of, and she were, you know, slammed the door and then they went in and froze everyone and asked which one she liked. But I thought, you know, she should be able to snap her fingers and create a beautiful gown without having to borrow a designer's gown. Yeah. But that was a fun episode. It was. I liked the way when people, when, when she would do that freeze with that, and it was always a vroom, yeah. um, harp. And it, people would freeze. And I, I used to look and think, oh, I saw someone blink. Yeah. Someone yeah. blinked. Yeah. Someone's moving. Yeah. You know, that, but that's what they did back in the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't have much in terms of special effects. Right. But they and pulled some, it off. You and know. some of them, you know, if you looked really close, you could see... The wires, because a lot of times where they were like sitting on air, and Indora would be sitting on air a lot oh, yeah. of times. Yeah, you could really you could see the wires. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I I did consult my lover about this episode, Bill, the online etymology dictionary, um, for the word bewitched mm-hmm. that we're talking about, bewitch, and which is the old English Wicca, meaning I don't know if you had that's how you say it said it W I C C E which which mm-hmm. a female magician sorceress the proto-indo-european root weg w-e-g means to be strong be lively so the word comes from that root be strong be lively mm-hmm. and then the b in front of it could mean a lot of things it could mean thoroughly completely could mean about or around so to be strong and lively thoroughly mm-hmm so is that is it, that's a bewitched definition? Yep. Bewitched. Bewitch. So that's uh, sort of an ant- antithetical to Puritan uh, values. Is oh, to, yeah. is, oh, For yeah. a woman to be strong and lively is she's possessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you're, Definitely. If, you're, if you're strong and lively, we got to build a fire. We got to throw her in well, the water. We, we, yeah, we 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 got to yeah we got we got to put a put, get a spit in her mouth or something. Oh, I tell you, yeah. Um, and it wasn't till 1740 when it became the first known usage of uh, of the witch or a bewitching person to refer to a young woman or girl of bewitching aspect mm-hmm. or manners. When we use the term bewitching, mm-hmm. was it's from 1740. Well, it, I find it interesting, you know, because if I, you know, her looks were, if, if someone says, you know, she was statuesque and tall and she were she was bewitching mm-hmm. now to me that is just like a beautiful quite quite beautiful mm-hmm. to, uh, be, bewitching woman but mm-hmm. you know that witch cut me off in the park we take off the b here we go we have a whole different meaning <laughs> yeah you know so yeah. i find that interesting yeah that's true mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's so look at that word with this this tv show that samantha stevens is a part of so how does it apply, do you think, to the show? She is bewitching. Mm-hmm. She's bewitching others. Mm-hmm. She is stronger and more lively than her husband, which is archetypal as far as uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in marital society, even in the 60s. Um, she's having to suppress and subdue her, 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 uh, her normal, natural self and her inclinations. Mm-hmm. It's a... In a way, it's kind of tragic, you know, because it, it's, she's such a glorious being. You I know? know, and that's why uh, when I started, you know, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and I started watching it again last year or so, and I thought, 
I sort of avoided it because I thought, oh, this is just, it's going to be, you know, a letdown because it's going to be so dated and so misogynistic and everything. And as as horrible as, as the men are in the show, that's really not how it comes across mm-hmm. because even she does what she wants. And, yeah. And everything turns out how she wants. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just... Like I said in the poem that I wrote, there's a lot of acting going on mm-hmm. around that. And she has a lot. She has a lot of uh, moral clarity and a lot of. Yeah. Uh, she she wants to do what she feels is right, but I think she realizes her way is right also. Mm-hmm. I think maybe hope. I hope there is a arcing toward that end. Yeah. You know. Well, and then I watched. I got some notes here. There was a, a documentary I watched that was really interesting. It was called The Witches of Hollywood. Mm. And it went through how Hollywood has depicted witches in movies mm-hmm. and TV shows, um, starting with the Wizard of Oz. And it, and it said about Bewitch that, um, that it was a progressive show because here was a woman who could maintain her power and still have love, family, and herself. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, that's a neat way of looking at it. Um, and it, it showed... And, and, this documentary also also talked about how uh, even when she wanted to give up her power, she couldn't really do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her cousin Serena was much more comfortable with her powers and using them for, to mischievous ends. Oh, yeah. So I would imagine mm-hmm. Elizabeth playing Serena was quite cathartic and quite fun. Oh, yeah. Ser- you know? Oh, it's awesome whenever she does Serena. Serena was much more like Endora. Yeah. They're much, much, much more similar. Yes. You know, yes. campy, over the top. And, yes. And you know, uh, a lack of ethics. Devious. Lack of ethics. <laughs> lack of ethics. We, because Samantha's incredibly ethical character. Yes. Yeah. But think about it, Sean. If we had, if we, if we, I, I, I'm thinking about myself. If I had the power of, uh, of Samantha, I might, I might get into some trouble if, I, you know, you know, being mischievous with other people, you know, use, know. using, you know, and I, I, I say that, you know, with an open mind, you know, who yeah. wouldn't? So this, um, this documentary called The Witches of Hollywood, I, I found this also intriguing because it starts off with, um, actually, it starts off with um, some old cartoons like uh, Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. There's some witchy elements to that. Um, and Snow White, of course, and the witch in Snow White, and then it goes into Wizard of Oz. I Married a Witch, the wonderful Veronica Lake movie from 1942, Bell, Book, and Candle, that awesome one with Kim Novak, and then it talks about Bewitched, and it's not until after that where they say that the witch becomes this unspeakably evil character, and this happened in 1968 with a movie. Mm-hmm. That terrified me when I was a child. Um, Nineteen sixty-eight. Sixty-eight, and it, it's a, it's a movie. And the witch in it is a is a actress that I would never have associated with the witch, really. Uh, and it's a very well-known movie. Yes. Oh, I'm sure I know it. Uh, you know. I'm just going to see if I can give you a hint without giving it away. I don't know. I thought it would see The Exorcist was 71. <laughs> yeah, but that, there wasn't a witch in There was that not one. a witch in The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. It's Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mia Farrow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Ruth Gordon. Was, Ruth, Ruth was Gordon the, was the was Oh, the man, she was evil. Uh, yes. 
yes. <laughs> but I found that interesting in the documentary is that up to that point, you know, they were not uh, even the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, yeah, she she was evil, but she was she wasn't creepy, or scary. You know, just that. Yeah, and she was easily defeated. Mm-hmm. Really, a bit, bit of water. Yeah, I mean, bucket. I I rewatched that movie recently too, and I thought, oh, I don't remember. It was that easy to mm. <laughs> to get rid of her. It was pretty easy. Yeah. And <laughs> the Flying Monkeys for 1939, is that when The Wizard of Oz came out? Were yes. masterpieces. Oh, they yeah. Were, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. I love I loved those creatures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so did you know uh, who was the mortal enemy of the witches in Bewitched? The mortal enemy. Enemy. And these creatures, I mean, I, I'm sorry, you're, I'm you're sorry, no, talk- no, no, oh. n- not mortal, but um, profound enemy. And these creatures had power too. Uh, leprechauns? Wood nymph. Very close. <laughs> the wood nymphs. The wood nymphs. Were, I remember were, there were leprechaun, a leprechaun guy in But the... a wood nymph is kind of like a female leprechaun. Okay. And, uh, you know, they have the power of nature. And oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did not, they, they clashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A bit of trivia, you know. There we mentioned a little bit, a little bit ago. Um, I know we're not focusing on the poetry that much, but you know, pop culture, <laughs> poetry and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Aunt Clara, and she's one of my favorite characters in the show too. And um, she was just muddle-headed, you know, mean, well-meaning mm-hmm. uh, aunt who really was bad at at witchery. And she said that um, she was told she, that she had to have a hearing when she was doing some babysitting because she was accused of witchcraft. And at the hearing, she was told witches are evil beings. And she said, oh, certainly not. Pure flumery, flapdoodle, and bladder skype. <laughs> we are ordinary, ordinary people, but we do little extra things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she said, some of us paint and write music like Mozart or mm-hmm. Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, two weeks ago I was watching a morning of uh, a Sunday morning episode, and one of my favorite singers, Joan Baez, was being interviewed, and oh, yeah. she was hopping along on this broom just before the interview, <laughs> pre-interview, and the the uh, woman doing the interview was behind her, and Joan jo- Joan Baez was hopping along and and uh, on the broom playfully, and the woman said, "Oh, you're the furthest thing from a witch," and Joan kind of that startled her, and she stopped, and she turned, and she says. Some witches are good. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend that. I'm gonna defend some witches. Yeah. You know, there, there was an. Ep- I don't know if it was that same episode that I was just talking about, but there, there was one where I think it was because they had to go before this guy who, who called himself like the, the witch, the witch hunter of the 21st century. Um, what was his name? He had a, some stupid name. Well, I can't find it right now. <laughs> I'll come back to that. Yeah. I do also have a book here that, oh, that I love. See how beautiful she was? That I got off eBay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you're not at wackypoemlife.com, go over there because I'll have a picture of it. It's Bewitched the Bewitched Fun, Fun and, activity and Activity Book. Yes. My, now where, would that have been sold in most uh, five and dimes, Probably. You think? It was 39 cents, yeah. and it's from 1960. Um Six. Sixty-six. And it says on the corner, for boys and girls, eight to 12. Okay, so it had to be a specific yeah, age, yeah. you know. And, if you're uh, over 12, don't, t- don't buy it. And under you know, eight, don't buy it. You know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this exhibit, because when I mention which, there are certain people who are kind of closed-minded that go, oh, 
well, I'm not going to have anything to do with the witch, you know. The the witches, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you talking about? We have an ongoing love affair with mm-hmm. witches. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Yeah. And, you know, like I've told you, some of my favorite movies, The Witches of Eastwick, The Craft, Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. all three totally different. Yeah. Excellent movies. Yeah. So... And this this just kind of reminds me of all the the hubbub that uh, came out a lot with Harry Potter. You know, people thought sure. that that was so horrible sure. for their children. And here we have a bewitched activity book for boys and girls, right. eight to twelve. And and how <laughs> how popular is J.K. Rowling's series? Oh yeah. I mean, my goodness, oh, yeah. a whole generation of young people were enthralled by that. Yes. And there'll be something in the future. There'll be another version of oh, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone will, will hit the gold mine. Mark my word. It's not. I wish like, it were us, but it's not. You know, we're kind of our 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 golden our peak years are might be a little behind us. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Give me a hallway. I'm going to decorate well, it up though. It's though. not like fantasy and you know surreal things like that haven't been a part of literature since the beginning of time. They have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and. People who are in love with with Disney movies, look at the Disney movies. They're almost always about supernatural witchy things. So mm-hmm. just whatever. I grew up, anyway, yeah, I grew up with Tarzan. He spoke. He he spoke to, to animals. I always wanted to do that. Yes. Uh, one of the things in this uh, activity book that I really like is called Samantha's Flight, and it's a map of the United States. And then she's. There's a she's riding high and you can color her and you can color in the map. But it also says Samantha just couldn't fall asleep one night. So she decided to take a flight in her broom. She whizzed through the United States in hardly any time at all, making short stopovers in the states marked with numbers. Can you name all these states? Oh, my goodness. She, she stopped here. She came in to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. My goodness. So we, we have, you know, we have a little bit of geography education with our witchcraft. <laughs> You know, and it's always exhibit, appropriate. And the, I'm, I'm going to have copied pages of some of these in our exhibit Excellent. that you can do. There's mm-hmm. dot to dots and puzzles. And she might have stopped right things. here in Main Street Locust Grove. Do we I know think we got so. we got a four on our state. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, one of the things I still need to to look up is um, a photograph we took when my sisters and I were in Salem a few years ago, and we took a picture of the statue of her. As bewitched oh, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Samantha, yeah, uh, Elizabeth Gummer is Miss uh, Samantha. That's in the town square. I'll be darned. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a little more of a friendly statue than one being burned at the stake. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and in that in that episode where they went to to Salem, she actually zapped the the street signs that said something about you know beware of the witches or whatever, and she turned them into a picture of her. <laughs> Instead of the, it was a hag-like witch that was on there, and she took exception yeah. to the hag-like-looking yeah. witch. Yeah. yeah, even the latest Cruella movie has witch-like aspects. Yeah. Oh, it's just a, it's wonderful. You know, the main character, <laughs> very, she's very ingenious and very witch-like. You know, and she's reinvented. Yeah, I'm noticing that. Very common. Yeah. Well, I think that we've kind of talked all the way around. We've talked. We've talked. We've rambled. We've, <laughs> we, we've wiggled our nose. We've, we've tinkled our noses. And uh, mm-hmm. Samantha. And, I mean, there's so much you could say about her and, and the show. And uh, I think we Brilliantly can... cast. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly cast. Definitely yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And her husband was a producer and a director for a lot of the 
lot of the episodes. So, I mean, I'm and sure hear, he was putting her in a good light. And I hear that Elizabeth Montgomery was just as wonderful off, off screen yes. as she was on screen. Yes. And that, that makes me very pleased to hear very that. Very good open minded hum, and giving. Humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will yeah. have another witch next yeah. week. Which witch is which? Yeah. We don't know. And Tune in. Until we run out of witches. Actually, I don't think we could run out of witches. Never. No. <laughs> I'll make it, we'll make them up. We have to. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Don't Bye, guys. <laughs>